We're starting with Rat Hashem, the top of 61a. Samech Aleph, Aleph. So, at the very first line, the Gemara brings, the truth is, this is a continuation of, of uh, the previous page that also the Gemara had a teaching in Rabbi Meir's name, which is a person has to say, everything that happens, everything Hashem does is for the good. So therefore, says Rabbi Meir, a person should be very careful that his words should be very, uh, hardly any words regarding what Hashem does. Who are, who are we to judge Hashem's deeds? Shenemar, Hashem Omelech Rising Kueles. Al Tebel Al Picha, don't rush your mouth. Belivcha Al Yemeer, and also don't be in a rush, don't, your heart shouldn't be hasty. Elokim, to speak anything in front of God. Kelokim Bashamayim, Hashem is in heaven, Ratal Aretz, and you are here. Alken Yud Varechamotim, therefore you, your words should be brief, should be small. Uh, how do you say? Brief. Few. Let me give you a mashal. It says, and you are here. Imagine somebody standing in a very tall building and he gets a view, everything in the surroundings. And you are down here. So whatever you can see is very, very little, right? Your view, it's very, very short. And the one above can see the whole picture. So therefore, he knows what he's doing. So don't complain, just let Hashem run the show. So if you go back to chapter 2 in the book of Genesis, it says, When Hashem formed Adam Arishon, it's written with two Yuds. So it says, why the twice the letter Yud? It says, So to teach us that we were created with two Yeters. So it means, means two inclinations, one to do the right thing and one to do the bad thing, and that is the basis of free will. Masculine, but this uh, is being challenged. If that is true, when, when the animals, it doesn't, it's not written with two years, the Hashem form the animals. So that's because they don't have a Yetzirah. But we look at the animals, the kamaska, they damage, they nash, <laughs> they bite, we did babakama, bebiita, and they kick. So you see, they also have a yetzara. So also they bring in the footnotes over there, in the name of some Foshim, that, that the animals, according to this opinion, have two natures. The one, one nature to do the, 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 the normal thing of an animal. You know, animals also are quiet, they follow the, 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 the command of the owner of the animal, but they also sometimes they get a little bit of a yetzara to do this crazy stuff. So according to this opinion, they also have like a yetzara. Obviously, they don't mean to say they also have free will, but they mean to say they also have some type of two natures. Now, we in Eshat Torah were strong in Derech Hashem. So we follow Derech Hashem, and obviously the, the, the main Briad has two yetzers, is Adam. So I think we, we definitely would hold by this opinion that Adam was created with two youths because we have two yetzers. Rashi Humash brings why two youths? What is different from us and from the animals? 
because we have two creations. One says Rashi for Olam Azeh, for this world, one for Olam Abba, from the world to come. And animals, no world to come. So that's what Rashi brings in Chumash, why we with two youths. Over here, the Gemara is going to bring a different understanding of why two youths. Ela, Kedir Rav Shimon Mimpazi, Demar Rav Shimon Mimpazi, two youths for a person always is like this. Oili mi yoitri, veoili mi itri. Okay? Seems like a, a, a play, playing with the words. Yoitri, my yoitser, is my creator. Itri is my yetzara. So we are always between the, the sword and the wall. If we do the wrong thing, oili mi yoitri, because well, who is going to bring us to the, to the day of judgment is going to be bad. But even if we try to do the right thing, oili mi itri, the yetzara is always trying to, to, to take us out of doing the right thing. So we are never in, in a situation of rest. Okay? That is one explanation. Inami, or you can also understand the two youths, Kedravim Abar Elazar. Namaravim Abar Elazar, do part of him, Barakash Burhobe Adam Arishon. Hashem was, uh, Adam Arishon was created with two parts of him. Even though in modern Hebrew, not anyone in general, I think also in uh, biblical Hebrew, the word part of means like two faces, like a face, so therefore do means a dual, two faces meaning to say Adam and Eve were created in one unit, compact. But really over here, the actual translates translated as the word figure, because when it is soon, what it means to say, they were already made Adam and Eve, but they were glued back to back. Have you heard that? that? Okay, now here in the, for the you can say Shechan, it's the first time you hear it. Okay, Shenemar, there's a password that says, the camera's gonna analyze this opinion. Achor Kerem Tzartani. So says Shlomo Melech that in, in I know it's, it's a Tehillim, I'm sorry, it's a Tehillim. Achor Bakedem Sartani. So from the back and the front, you have formed me. So the word two glued together went back to back. Now the Gemara is going to analyze these opinions. Says in the Pasuk, so Hashem put Adam Aration to sleep, and then it says, Va'iven Hashem Elohim is So Hashem formed. Eve, Chava, from a tzela. So what is tzela? Rabbi Shmuel, there's over here two opinions. Hadamara partuf, the word tzela means, again, like a figure. Now, literally the word tzela, we just read the last week's parasha in the Mishkan, means side. Tzela means side. So Hashem formed Chava from one of the sides. Over here means from the back of Adam Arishon. Uh, usually people think that the word tzela means a rib. So even though that's what people, I don't know from where did they get it, or from where did we get it, uh, almost nobody translates the word tzela as rib. But it, uh, every, all the Mephoshim translate the word tzela as side. Also based on what I told you from the Mishkan, there's only, I look in the article in the full compendium of the Ascol and Breshis, there's only one Midrash <coughs> of Rabbi Yenas Aminuziel, and he is the only one that brings a Midrash that he was created from the 13th right rib of Adam. That's a unique, into interesting explanation. Nobody else explains that the word Tzela means rib. Also Gemara, one of the opinions of the Gemara translates Tzela as a partzuv, which means 
a full human being. Mechadamar, zanav. This doesn't sound very nice for the ladies. The tail that Eva was, Eve was formed from the tail of Adam Adamoration. So the Gemara is going to go back and forth between these two opinions, whether Eve was created from the side of Adam, from the back of Adam, or from the tail of Adam. It goes, okay, the one that says was a part was a figure. I know the So this passage we just quoted, like from the back and the front, you have formed me. The one that says a tale, my Achar Bekedem Sartani, how you explain this Pasuk? So it's not uh, physically, rather it goes on time. Uh, before and after is not physically, but is before in time and after in time. Achor Lemasebreshis, Adam was created the last. In the act of creation, he was the last creature. The Kedem Lepuranus. But when it comes to misfortune, to punishment, to retribution, we are the first one that gets zapped. That understand the end of the act of creation, he was only created on Friday. But the first one to get zapped, misfortune, Puranus am I? In which situation? Regarding the retribution of the sin of the snake, Vatania, look in the following Braissa. When it comes to greatness, to, to bring somebody in a higher level, we all, or, or, or something good, important, we always, start, we, always start, we always start from the most important person. When it comes to a curse, the misfortune, we start punishing from the lower one. From where do we know this? When it comes to greatness, you start from the greater one, with bigger one. This was right after the episode in the inauguration of the Mishkan that Nadav and Aviu died. So right after, Moshe needs to instruct them what to do. So he says in the Passover, he started from the biggest, which is Aaron, and then he went to his two sons. When it comes to the Klola, to punishment or to curse, looking what happened with the snake, Hashem needed to punish the three of them, Adam, Chava, and the snake. So the first one Hashem cursed was the Nachash, the snake. And they went backwards, I mean backwards, but went from the second ingredient, which is Chava, and then the top ingredient, which is Adam. So we see that retribution doesn't start with Adam, it started with the Nachash. But you know what you see this? In the flood. Hashem completely wiped out. Everything that existed on the face of the earth, mi Adam had But it says in the pasuk, over there Hashem first killed. And look at the footnotes. Even chronologically, in the flood, first Hashem killed human be human beings, people, because they were the cause of the flood, and after He killed the animals. So we see when it comes to retribution, first Hashem punishes Adam, beresh Adam, beima, and only afterwards the animals. And uh, looking at the funnels, they explain it very interesting, very nice, and very logical. We are the center of creation. 
and people that love animals and care about the rhinos and the I don't know what, they should know we are the looking at Hashem. Hashem created the world for us, not for the animals. So this is a, a double responsibility. So we are the Acholim Asabrishis because everything was created first, so then we, when we're ready for everything. But from the other hand, since everything was only created for us, if we don't behave, we're going to get hit first. Okay. Let's go back to our topic. Whether Atzela means a side, a figure, or means a tail. So says the Gemara Bishlama, it works out okay. Leman the Amar Partsuf, the one that says that Adam and Eve them back to back, two people, and you the Itzer. That's where we go back to the initial teaching with two youths. They were, and they were formed, Adam, with two youths, one for him and one for his wife. Ela Leman the Amar Zanam, but the one that says it was a tail, Chava Maive Itzer, there weren't two formations from the very beginning. Okay, we also saw already this, that the two youths teach nothing to do with Amman and Chava, rather for each <coughs> one of us, how we are in a difficult situation from Hashem and from Yetzirah. It goes well to one that says two figures. Oh, look over there in Pasuk Hei, I'm sorry, Perek Hei, in the fifth chapter, of, of uh, Genesis, when the, when the Humash goes back to explain how Hashem created Adam and Eve, it says both of them. It says, Zachar Baram, male and female, Hashem created them. So it goes great that from, from the very beginning there were already two figures. Zanab, but the one that says Eve was created from a tail. How do you pronounce a tail? Okay. How do you explain this Pasuk? finds a seeming contradiction in Tupsukim. This one, Zohar ben men and female created them. Bechsiv, but are they very, but the, no, in Pasuk, in Perek Tes, it says, Hashem had formed Adam according to the image of God, and over his singular, only Adam. So he answered in the following way. How can you put together these two psukim? Initially, Hashem thought to already create them as two individuals. But at the end, Hashem only created them as one. Obviously, it doesn't mean Hashem changed his mind. Hashem doesn't change his mind. What it means is... Uh, the 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 means the how you accomplish your goal. So you accomplish the goal. Lot of It's not good for Adam to be only one. So initially, already Hashem planned we should be two husband and wife. But why he only created them initially as one and then he separated them? Because differently than the animals, we husband and wife are one. So if we were created as one, that means we're one unit. In actuality, we came to the world like two, but we have to come back to become one. But the animals, Hashem right away created them as two because they didn't have a concept of husband and wife. They only mate, they reproduce, and they each one go on their way. The only bird that keeps together, and that's what we saw here a few pages ago, which is a symbol of the Jewish people, are the doves. The doves keep that relationship of being together. But any other animals, they were from the beginning too, they're always separate, they have nothing to do one with the other. With Adam Hashem didn't want that to happen, that's why 
even though we have to be two people, husband and wife, but in essence, we are really one. Okay, Beishlam, um, again, another question. Lemandu Yamar Partub, the one that holds, we were like a one fig, two figures. I know, see, Vaiz Gor Basach Tachtena. That Hashem filled in the flesh in its place. So this right after Hashem created Chava, Hashem had to fill in the, some of the flesh of Adam. So if they were back to back, and Chava was taking from the back of Adam, so there's a lot of, of flesh. They have to rebuild a, a, a surgery, like a, how you call it? Um, plastic surgery. Plastic surgery. But the one that says Chava was created only from the tail, you don't need such a big deal. Let it just like a little cut. Let it heal on its own. You're right, but you know, Hashem didn't want Adam to have a scar for the rest of his life. <laughs> so even, even if it was only from the tail, so nevertheless Hashem needed to, to do a nice job of, 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 sur of plastic surgery for him to look nicely. He goes well to the one that says it was a tail. I know the by even where I am, I, I know the receive. Yeah, by even. Yeah, this is the pasuk, and Hashem built, because if you only take a tail, and out of a tail you make a human being, you really need to build it into something. Part two, but the one that sh that says Chava was already a figure, Maiva even. Why it says Hashem had to build Chava? She was already built. He only needed to split her from him. So this is according to the following teaching. What is the meaning of the pasuk? And Hashem built uh, uh, the side uh, over here. I'm sorry. Would be the yeah the side. Melamed shekila akadosh baruch lechava. Kila is like a braid, so like the hair. Like Hashem took care of the makeup of Chava, Akash Baruch Hu braided the hair of Chava, and he brought hair to Adam Arishon. She came because in overseas they call Colin Lekiliasa a lady that is a braider, they call her Baniasa, a hair builder. So what Hashem, when he says that build the side of Adam, it means really to care of Chava's hair and makeup and dress her to look nice to bring her to Adam Arishon. Davraher, and another explanation, Va'even, what is Va'even? Hashem built the side of Chava. Whether it was or Chava, Hashem shaped, and this word built, Chava, in the same form as a warehouse. Storehouse. Storehouse. Just like when you, when you store fruits or grain, on top is very narrow, and in the bottom is very wide. So like this, you can store over there fruits or grain without breaking the walls. Have Isha, the same way the anatomy of a lady, 
exara milemala in her womb, the top of the womb is short, small, berechava milemata, and in the bottom is wider, in order for her to be able to store the embryo properly. Let's go back to that topic. Adam, so after he uh, presented Hava very pretty, he brought her to Adam. Omar Abim Omar Lazar, Melamed, this is to teach us. Shenesa Kashborhu Shushbin, Leadam Arishon. Shushbin is like the best man. That's why I call it in South Africa. When you get married, you're best man. The we- he took care of the wedding arrangements of Hava and Adam. Meka- so, so, so it was the first chupa of history, and there was nobody else. So you know, th- which, is the, which is the first brach of the Sheva Brachos after Bere Priya Gofen? Before that. Baruch Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Oilom, Shakol Baralich Vodovoi, that everything was created for, for his glory. So the Gemara in Ksubas, when he brings the Sheva Brachos, Rashi explains over there, the meaning was Shakol Baralich Vodovoi, that uh, every time we, we, we are in a chupa, we remember the chesed of Hashem, that he took care of the chupa of Chava and Adam, and he was the shushbin of them, and he brought Chava very pretty and made the first chupa. So every time somebody gets married, we remember that everything was created for the glory of Hashem, and we remember the kindness of Hashem taking care of the first chupa in history. And from here, the Torah is teaching us the right way of acting. That even if you are more important than somebody else, you should take care of his arrangements of his wedding, and you shouldn't feel that it's beyond your honor, your glory. No, if it wasn't beyond Hashem's glory to take care of the hoop of Adam and Chava, for sure, we can take care of the hoop of somebody that we consider of lesser importance than us. Okay, now that we kind of learn both opinions, now the Gemara is going to ask, According to opinion, there were two figures back to back. Who was walking forward and who was facing backwards and walking backwards? Okay, Abraham Rahmaritzak, Mr. Abra says it makes sense to say the Gavra Sagibesha that Adam Rishon was the one walking forwards, the Tanya, because listen to the following teaching. Loyalehadam Ahare Isha is a concept of Derecheret, a person should never walk behind a lady. But Derech Bafilo Ishto, even if it's your own wife, it's not proper etiquette to be steering at the back of your wife. And it's even forbidden to look at the back of somebody else's wife. What happens if a different lady is coming and you're both about to cross a bridge? And in the way she is, you're going to be crossing the bridge looking at her back. So the way the translator explained this, Bryce means you have to take over, pass her from the side to be able to be ahead of her. And if anybody on purpose goes behind a lady when she's crossing a river and therefore she's lifting up her dress not to get wet 
and this guy is doing it on purpose to have an opportunity to watch at her when he leaves her dress. And about this is gewaltig, terrible, frightening. Even if he has, we're going to see soon also, a person is going to lose his portion in the world to come by such an attitude. A person that counts coins in front of a lady and is migado liyada, from his hand to her hand, you know, like you're counting the money you give it to her, but everything is just an excuse. To, to, able to be able to gaze at her body, what her face, or whatever you want to take any pleasure from her. This is a frightening teaching. Even if a person has Torah learning and good deeds at the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, and you're going to tell me who can get to a trillion of the level of Torah and good deeds of Moshe Rabbeinu? That even, even that wouldn't save him from going to the judgment of Gainam, to go through hell. Hand to hand, he will not be spared from evil. And it says the Gemara, what is Ra? What is the evil over here? He won't be clean to be able to skip Genom. He's going to go through Genom, and, and we saw previously the fire of Genom is 60 times more qualitatively than the fire of this world. So they learned that from, because Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah, symbolically, Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah from the hands of Hashem. So the, the, it's like a little bit of a comparison to Miyal Yad. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah Miyal Yad of Hashem. So also over here, if somebody uses counting money from hand to hand, but his real intent is just to look at this lady, he is going to burn like, I don't know how to call it, in Genom Hashem Yerachem. Okay. Omer Nachman, Manoach. Who was Manoach? The father of Shimshon. Very good. So see, he wasn't ignorant. Because in the past, he didn't know this principle. He shouldn't walk behind your wife. And he did. He walked behind his wife. Again, it was Rav Nachman saying something. Rav Nachman challenging that. What would you say about Elkanah? Now, it says, He went after his wife. Who was the wife of Elkanah and who was Elkanah? Brilliant. Hannah, the mother of Shmuel. Now, look in Taisos. Taisos says, there's no such a pasuk in Tanakh. <laughs> so says to us, now, maybe they have a tradition that he did something like that. But the main question is from the second pasuk. He followed her. So who, who did he follow? This was the Shunamis. Remember, we did it in the first chapter. This lady that first Elisha gave her a bracha to get, be pregnant, and then when she had a child, eventually he died. And she went to call him, and he went back to resuscitate her child. Oh, that was the first atzala recorded in the Tanakh. How Elisha, no, no, it wasn't the first. Eliyahu his teacher, had done the same thing previously. So he says, and he followed her to her house, to resuscitate, 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 thank you, her child. 
So Achinami Acharei Amamesh. So how you understand that you think Elisha would walk behind a married lady? She was married to somebody else. You think Elisha Navi would do such a thing? Ela Acharei Dvarei. The word behind doesn't mean literally, physically. Rather, he followed her words, and he followed her advice, but doesn't mean literally. So, the same thing with Manoach. Doesn't mean that he had to follow his wife literally, rather he followed her counsel, her advice. Omar now just end up this topic. According to opinion of Rav Nachman, the Manoach was an ignorant, so you have to say, he was a complete ignorant. That, uh, for you to understand literally that, he didn't go even to Heider when he was six, seven years old to learn Pasuk in Chumash. When uh, Rivka was taken from the house of Laban, it says, and she stood up with her maid, um, maidens, okay, and they uh, rode on the camels and they went after the man, after Eliezer. And they didn't ride ahead of Eliezer. So even that mm. so simple pshat in the Passover, Manoach should have known. <coughs> and just to end up this important alaha. <laughs> it's going to be a funny one. Amar Yohanan Ari Isha You better walk behind a lion than behind a lady. It's safer. Now, if you only have two options, to follow a lady or to follow idolatry, so it's better to follow the lady more than to follow idolatry. But listen to this one. Would be even better to follow idolatry that to stand behind a shul, a beta knesset, when people are davening and not to go in. So look at the footnotes because they explain. If you follow idolatry, so at, at least you acknowledge there's some sort of divinity in the world, but you're making the, the big mistake to think there's divided, there's powers here and powers in that quote-unquote other God. But if you're standing behind the shul and don't go into the oven, that means you don't believe at all in the power of God that you think is pointless, worthless, to daven. And that's what you're doing into a shul, that's even worse than idolatry. Now, we had this Gemara in Pericletion. But only if you're not schlepping anything. Because if you're schlepping uh, uh, something and you don't go into shul, people would know the fact you're not going in is not because you don't believe in shul, but because you cannot go in, you're, you're, you're huge. Lord schlepping. Also, this is not being said when uh, it, was, it was only said, or it's not only said if there's no other entrance to the shul. Because because if there's two entrances to the shul and you pass by one entrance, didn't go in, then people are going to think, oh no, he's going into the other one. And also, this wasn't said only in the case that he wasn't riding a, a donkey. But if he was riding a donkey, there's no problem because people 
are going to say, yeah, the reason he's come on, not coming to shul, what is he going to do with the donkey? He's going to bring it into shul? He can't. And leave it outside, he's going to go. So that's why he's not coming in. That wouldn't be a problem. Also, this wasn't stated only when he's not wearing tefillin. But if a person is wearing tefillin, even if he doesn't go to shul, it's okay, because people know that if he's wearing tefillin, he is Irei Shemaim. Okay, um, going back to the very top of the page regarding two Yetzers. Omarav Serav, Yetzerah doimel ezvuv. Yetzerah is like a fly. Yoshev b'nei shnei mifitechei alev, that sits in between the two entrances of the heart. So we have a right heart and a left heart. That's also from Coriolis. So the right heart represents the Yetzerah Tov, and the left heart represents the Yetzerah. Shemar zvuv e'maves yavish yavia shemen rokeach. Flies of death, corrupt and put, put, putrefy, perfume oiled. So just like a fly that is about to die, if it falls in beautiful fragrance oil, would spoil it. You can have a person who is a tzaddik, and if a juke, that's what you say in the modern Hebrew, if a fly goes into his brain and makes a, a wrong turn, he can lose everything good that he did in his life. That's the Yetzirah. So Shmuel compares the Yetzirah Amar Kemin Chitau Doime. He's like the grain of wheat. Shenemar Lepesach Chatas Reivet. This is what Hashem told Cain. Don't feel bad when Hashem didn't accept your korban because sin crouches at the door <coughs> trying to get you. So he dashes the word hatas from the word hita, which is almost the very same spelling. So <coughs> at the entrance of the hita, of the barley, of the of the uh, grain of wheat, the yetzara rovets is crouches trying to get you. <coughs> so what is he called a barley? So look in the footnotes very nicely. According to Rav, the yetzara in essence goes for the negative of a person and tries to get you from, from your negativity, that's where Yitzhak tries to get you. According to the Shmuel, no, it's even worse. He tries to get you from where you are good. The chita is, is a chashuve, uh, uh, wheat is the most important grain, it's the first on the list of the seven shivas minim. And from, from the best of you, Yitzhak tries to get you and to corrupt you. Now getting closer to Pesach, wants to make chametz out of your, of, of, uh, out of your wheat. <coughs> now, the Gemara is going to describe different organs of the body. Toroban and shtei The kidneys are considered of the <coughs> base of counsel of a person. Yesh badam. So one of your kidney will give you good counsel and one gives you a bad counsel. So it's the same idea. The Yetzatov and the Yetzerah. And it would make sense to say that the good one is to the right and the bad one is to the left. As I mentioned in the Passover of Koheles, 
the heart of the wise is to his right and the heart of the fool is to his left. You want to hear something very nice I heard many, many years ago from one of my colleagues. This applies to learning. So he says, the, the fool goes to the left. So in learning, the left is the new material. So the fool only wants to do new, new material. The wise goes to the right and does review. Okay, you get it? Nice shot. Okay, let's continue. Says the Gemara, Taurabanan, Klaios Yoatsois. So the, again, this is not literally, physically, this is conceptually. And you know what? Just that we have 248 limbs in the body, so parallel to that, we have 200 and parallel limbs, spiritual limbs in the soul. So what is the um, tafkid, the mission, the purpose of each one of these different spiritual organs? So it's like this. The kidneys give you counsel. Then leith mevin. Then the heart considers which counsel to accept, which is free will. As we saw previously, the right one tells you to do the right thing, and the left one tells you to do the wrong thing. So it's your heart that should decide to do the right thing. Then lashon mechatech. The tongue articulates. Then pe goimer. The mouth concludes the process of giving utterance to the decision. Then vesht. Vesht is esophagus. Machnis umotzi kol machal. Takes in and out all types of food. Then kane motzi kol. The one pipe is the one that speaks, gives out the voice. Then the rea. The lung draws all types of liquids. So even though we consider the lungs, they use it for breathing, but after the food goes into the stomach, somehow it gets absorbed by the lungs. Kaved koyes, the liver is the one that becomes angry. So it's the root of anger in the person. Mara is the gall. So zorekes botipa u manichasoi, injects liver of drop into the liver to calm down. So if, if, if you want to exercise your uh, calmness when you get angry, inject a lot of, of, of the gall fluid into your liver. Then the tchoil. Tchoil is the one that is soichek. The spleen is the one that laughs. So it's good in other, exercise your spleen. Go to gym and check which machine you can use to exercise your spleen. Kurkevan. Now it's funny because Kurkevan and the gizzard is not in the in the in the people. This is more like in the birds and in the bamas, in the animals. Grinds the food. Is either the look in the footnotes, is either in the muscular stomach of the birds, and in the animals is the omasum, which is the third stomach of ruminants. Okay. Keva. Keva is the stomach. So uh, you should know this, uh, Josh. There's a saying in, in Afrikaans that when you eat, your eyes close. How it goes? You don't know that? Okay, there's a saying in Afrikaans that when you, when you eat, your eyes close. So look at the Gemara. The stomach, keva yesheina, stomach sleeps is the one that induces the sleep. When you eat, 
special on Shabbos, you have a gezun cholent. Have you heard the expression, kol ochel cholent b'shabbos, chayaf mitah. Anybody that eats cholent b'shabbos needs to go to the bed. Okay. And af, the nose, neor, is the one that is awake. If you're falling asleep, take a, a deep breath. Oxygen, where's your, you know what they do in the casinos? I know in South Africa, but in Las Vegas they do. They can still pumping oxygen to keep you up. I've been every went when I was young, before I did chuba, now the chuba haven't stepped into a casino. When I was young, I once went to Las Vegas. You walk into a casino and you feel so awake. They're injecting you oxygen to keep you up. Okay, so what would happen, says the Gemora, if in Neor Ayashen, Vyoshen and Neor, if the sleeping one, which is the stomach, would wake, and the waking one, which is enough, would sleep, then Nimok Loi, the person would just would slow down completely. Look in the next teaching. Tana, we'll learn another Braisa. Im Shnem, Yeshenim, Oshnem, Neorim, if both the stomach and nose would sleep, or both the st stomach and the nose would be awake, Miad Meis, a person right away would die. So we need to have a balance. One keeps you up, one slows you down. Too much speed or, or no speed would kill you. The right attitude in life is to have a proper balance between up and sleep. There was a Japanese minister that he, he thought, I think there was a minister of treasury or the economy of Japan. It's a fam famous case. But he thought you can go without sleep. He ended up dying because of he, he didn't sleep. Literally, he died. Okay. Let's go to the Yetzirah. Better let's go to the Yetzirah. <coughs> so the Braisa said, Tanya, Rabbi Yosef Glili Oimer, Tzadikim Yetzirah Shoftan. The righteous people, they rule completely and only by the Yetzirah Tov. David HaMelech says, Belivi Cholal Bekirvi. Uh, my, in, in, and my heart, which is the resting place of the evil inclination, has died within me. So Rabbi Melech said, I have no more Yetzirah. So this is the Tzadikim. Reshaim Yetzirah, Shoftam. But the Reshaim, the evil ones, is the other way around. They are entirely ruled by the evil inclination. And this is what also Rabbi Melech said, Neum Pesha Rasha, Bekerev Livi, Ein Pachad Elokim Nav. So the evil one thinks, as following, I, David said, in my heart, evil speaks to the wicked, saying, let there not be fear of God before your eyes. That is the Yetzirah. Yetzirah tells the Rasha, what is the big deal? Nothing is going to happen to you. Just do it. As the Chacham Naik said, just do it. You feel like eating, just eat anything. But... Snakes, what's the other thing they were eating for the coronavirus? This, this thing that eats ants. Just eat it. You want to do sex? You want to do sex with anybody? Just do it. That's the etzara. There's no irasalokim, there's no fear of God. Okay. Beinonim, but they are average people. Now, usually in English, average means like a mediocre. Hiraberach means in between. Zebeze Shoftan. So they are ruled by both. It says in the Pasuk Shinemar, Yamu Limin Evion, 
להושיע משפטי נפשוי. He the good, the good, I'm, I'm sorry, he, Hashem, shall stand by the right of the poor man to save him from the rulers of his soul. So we understand from that verse that a person is, an average person is, is torn between the two rulers of his soul, the good and the evil inclinations, and therefore he needs Hashem's support in order for his good inclination to emerge victorious. So, so let's, let's continue to, to, to see a uh, uh, definition of this. I'm a Rabe, Kegon Anu Benonim. So Rabe said, some people change it to Raba, which was the teacher of Aye, said, by this yardstick, so people just like ourselves were considered average. Can you imagine that? Do you know who was Rabe, who was Raba? And that's what Abaye is telling him. Amale Abaye, what? You think that you are a, an average? You are a Benoni? So, lo beria. So, if you say that, the master would not let any creature live if you think that you are a Benoni. So then, you are, you are uh, uh, how you say, lifting the bar, the bar very high. So, if you say people like you are a Benoni, so the rest of people are going to live mamish agurnish, they're nothing. Okay. So, ve'amarobe, lo ivri alma, the world wasn't created, ela le rishayig miri, o le tzadikig miri, either for the completely wicked or for the completely righteous. So, meaning to say, we have two worlds, as we're going to see soon. This world and the world to come. So this world is a completely rishayim. So Hashem gave this world to the evildoers to enjoy it. But therefore they won't go to the world to come. And the world to come to the tzaddikim. That they're going to go there to enjoy for eternity. We're going to see more about this. Amarove, Leda Inish, Menashe, a person should know for himself. Im tzaddikamuru, im lab. A person should always try to get a sense whether he's completely righteous or not. And be careful because we're not living for this world, we're living for the world to come. You know, there's a Midrash that Esau and Jacob, they were together in the womb of the mother of Rivka. And Jacob says, Esau, listen, there's two worlds, this world and the world to come. Let's make a deal. You keep this world and I keep the world to come. So we have to be careful. We have to understand Jacob Avinu and the Jewish people, we're living for the world to come. And look, look how he ends up. Some Arab, so the world was created either for the wicked Ahab, the son of Omri, or for the righteous Abihanina ben Doisa. Leahab ben Omri Olamaze. To Ahab, the son of Omri, which is the wicked, the wicked king, Olamaze, this world, the world to come. So it's like this. We spoke about Ahab, remember, in the dreams. That if somebody dreams with Ahab, is a sign of retribution. Ahab was so wicked that the Gemara, the Mishnah in Sanhedrin says, He forfeit his no portion for Ahab in the world to come. So Hashem paid everything to him in this world. He was a king, he got whatever he wanted, he was rich, he had power, he had fame, he had everything. So, such a person, Hashem created this world for him to enjoy it and completely lose his portion in the world to come. And the other way around was Rabbi Hanel Mendoza, in the in, in, in chapter one, that Kololam, no, was 
chapter 3, chapter 2, 1, 3, 2. So, said the Gemara, the entire world lives on the merit of Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, Rabbi Hanina ben says Hashem. Everybody, all his generation, they are, they are fed through the schus of Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa. And him, he needs one cup of kruvim, merev shav lerev shaves. One, is a pine, you call it? One thing of kruvim, cherub, from Friday, from Friday to Friday. He took nothing of Olamazeh. So he's going to get the biggest Olamazeh you can imagine. So this is the message of Rove. A person should know, you should choose. Okay, we're not in the Madrega. We need coffee. We need a good, uh, a, a good mezainos. But we have to remind ourselves day in and day in and day out. We have to learn Musar. We're not living for this world. We're living for the world to come. Okay, go back to the Mishnah. Maybe this is a connection to the Mishnah. Right? With all your hearts, all your soul, and all your money. So, says the Gemara. Tanya. If the Pasuk already tells you, you need to love Hashem with all your soul, right? Is it necessary to tell me you have to love me with all your money? If he already tells you, love Hashem with all your soul, does the Torah have to tell me love, love Him with all your money? And also the other way around? You have to love Hashem with all your money. When you need to tell us with all your soul. So says Rabbi Eliezer, there's two types of people. So there's some people. If you have a person, that is dear, more dear for him, his money, his physical possessions, more than his, uh, I'm sorry, if a person that his life, his body means to say his life, is more precious to him than his money, so you have to love Hashem, with your, your body, you need to be willing to die, and not to do idolatry. They're going to bring soon the story of Rabbi Kiba. If you have a person that his money is more precious to him than his body, so therefore for him, obviously this is a mistake, it should be more important your money than your life, but if you have such a, such a person, person, for him, life, is, uh, mo- uh, time is money. For him, life is only about making money. Therefore, it says, with all your resources, with your money, you need to be prepared to give all your money when it comes to love Hashem. Rabbi Kiva Imer says, with all your soul. This is even if Hashem takes your soul, you need to be willing to, to die at Kiddush Hashem. Another Gemara brings a famous story, Tan Rabbanan, of Rabbi Kivim. Pamachas, Gaza Malchus Rasha. In one time, the, the Romans, the evil Romans, made a decree. Shalom Yasku Israel Betorah, the Jewish people should learn Torah. And Papus Ben Yudam, and Solon Rabbi Kiva, there was a very famous person called Papus. Look in the footnotes, this is unbelievable. This Papus gave up his life to defend the Jewish people because uh, the daughter of the Caesar died, was killed, was murdered. 
and people accused falsely the Jewish people. So the Caesar was willing to kill the entire Jewish people because they killed their, their daughter. And Papus and his brother went to the Caesar and said, no, me and my brother killed your daughter, which wasn't truth. It was a, a blood label. And because of that, they killed him, and he saved the rest of the Jewish people. So before this happened, he goes to Rabbi Kiva. He was gathering congregations, multitudes of people, publicly, and teaching them Torah. So Papus told him, Akive, and we see the fact that he called him by the first name, they were colleagues. Aren't you scared of the kings, of the kingship? They're going to kill you, of the government. So Rabbi Kiva tells him the famous story. Let me tell you a parable. Leshual, there was a fox. He was walking next to the river. He saw groups of fish going from place to place. So the fox tells the fish, Who are you running away from? Amrulo, the fish told the fox, Mimne Reshatois Shemivim Aleinu, Bne Adam, were running away from the nets that uh, humans bring to catch us. Omalaim, so the fox had a brilliant idea. Retsonhem Shetalula, Yabasha, when you come here to dry land, Venadurani Vatem, and let's live together in harmony. Keshem Shedaru Aboisai Emavasechem, just like my ancestors lived previously with your ancestors. I think maybe they took the turn of evolution from here, that in the past, the fox and the fish used to live in the same place. So the fish told back to the fox, Are you the one that people call you the smartest of animals? You are not smart, you are just stupid. If in the place where we live, in our habitat, were scared they may end up dying in the place where for sure going to die which is dry land all the more so so says Rabbi Kiva to Papus Abanachnu so the same thing the Jewish people now that we're sitting down and delving and toiling in learning Torah Torah is your life and the length of your days we are scared women we might end up dying by the Romans. If we're gonna listen to these wicked Romans and gonna stop learning it, all the more so we're gonna end up dying. Which means Avikiva told Papus, Papus, you think that the, the right way to go is just to stop learning Torah? There's a big mistake. Amru Continuation of the Brisa, they said, Loyu Yamimotim. It wasn't even a few days after that, Ashitasol Rabekiva, the Romans came and they took Rabekiva as a prisoner, the Hashbuba base Asurim, and they put him in jail. Betasole Papus Ben Yehuda, the Hashbuetzlo. They also caught Papus and also put him in jail next to him. Omar Loyi Papus, Mirebichelekan. Uh, so Amarlo, Rabbi Kiva, said, Papus, he was surprised to see Papus, 
How come you ended up over here in jail with me? Omar Les, so Papa stole back to Rabbi Kiva, Shrecha Rabbi Kiva, Shenit Pasto Aldivre Toira, that you were caught to be brought into jail because you were learning Toira. Oi Lole Papus, Oi Gevelt, terrible for me, Shenit Pasto Advarim Betelim, that was caught for nonsense. Now, according to the opinion, which is by the name of the Vilna Gaon, that he was caught, well, actually, he gave himself in be, to save the Jewish people, but they bring also that they also accuse him because they knew this conversation. Why didn't he answer anything to Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Kiva gave him a marshal. He should have, according to Romans, reply a good answer to Rabbi Kiva. <laughs> and because he didn't, they brought him to jail. Okay, the story continues. Um, at the time that Rabbi Kiva was taken out to be killed, it was the time of the Shema. There were coming his flesh, his skin, with iron combs to torture him. And he was reciting the Shema, accepting the yoke of heaven. And then he, with his students, saw that they told him, Rabbeinu Adkan, even here, you're saying the Shema. And he told them back, All my life, I was wondering, I was in pain regarding this verse that it says, You have to love Hashem, even if Hashem takes away your soul. You still have to love him. And Amarthi, and I used to say to myself, when this opportunity will arrive in my hand, will, will I be able to accomplish, to, to, to fulfill it? And now that I'm able to do it, don't you want me to do it? So look in the footnotes that he brought in the of the Shema, how can, how, how can he speak? So they bring a very interesting chronological aspect of things. First of all, he was taken in prison the 5th of Tishrei, and he ended up being murdered in Yom Kippur. But they bring that every day they would take him out and comb some of his flesh in iron, but not until he died, and bring him back. So it took five days until he finally died. So this happened after one of those days that he didn't die, Rabbi Kiva would say the Shema, fearing he might die, but then he survived. And after one of those days that he survived, then they had this conversation. Okay, finally in Yom Kippur, uh, the last time that they were coming his skin, and he was being saying, Echad, and we say not the head, the Echad was saying the word Hashem Lokeno Shemechad, as a Yotoso Nishmaso Echad. I am Echad, as Yatan Nishmaso Echad Yotoso. His soul left his body when he said the word Hashem Echad. So, bad call, uh, no, Bechad. Yatasa Baskol Beambra. So a heavenly voice came out and said, Ashrecha Rabbi Kiva, 
praiseworthy are you, Rabbi Kiva, that you, your soul left your body in the word Echad, which is an unbelievable. This is, this is the whole goal of life, to completely know the oneness of Hashem and the Enon Milvada, there's nothing else, not the Romas, not nothing. And he was able to leave the world with such a realization, Hashem Echad. But then, Amru Malachi Ashares, the Malachim, they were upset with the Kalshwaruchu. Zu Torah vezu Shara, Hashem, this is the Torah, and this is the reward. Somebody that reached the levels of Torah scholarity like Rabbi Kiva, and that's how he ended up dying. They told him, Memsim Yadcho Hashem, Memsim Begoimer. They quoted a Pasuk that says, or to be among those who die by your hand, Hashem, to die of old age. That is the way Rabbi Kiva should have died. So says Don't worry, the portion of this tzaddikim is going to be in the eternal life. Praise you are invited to live in the world to come without any further sufferings. Okay, after this beautiful story, let's move, let's move on to the Mishnah. Now, I hope you enjoyed the Agadeta. Now we're going to do a little bit of a overlaha. Says the Mishnah, A person shouldn't act with a light head parallel facing the eastern gate of Yerushalayim, because it's in the same direction, parallels to the Holy of Holies, etc. de Amora clarifies this mission in the name of Rab, only if you're standing from Aratzoifim, from the place that you can already, uh, that you're close enough to see, the 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 Besamikdash and inner in inner closer to the Besamikdash. and only when you are able to see the 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 eastern gate and therefore goes all the way through to the Kodosh Kodoshim. In Manami Nami also was taught in the name of Rabbi Abba, Brother Rabbi Chia Baraba, Ahi. Am Rabbi Yochanan, the same thing that was taught in the name of Rab. That was me talking name of Rabbi Yochanan, but a little more of clarifications. Only if you are from suffering and inward, and if you can see it, Jerusalem, the Samigdash, and only there's no separation like a mechitza, a wall, a fence. And only when there's a Besamigdash. Nowadays, there's no Besamigdash. You, this wouldn't be a problem to act a little bit uh, light head. Now we're going to move on to a different topic that is related. And that is, in those days where there was no toilets. Uh, if somebody anywhere in the province of Yehuda is making number two in the fields, in the woods, in the outdoors, lo yefane misa he shouldn't place himself facing east-west. Rather, north-south. Why? Because Yehuda is like a corridor of land that crosses from east to west across Jerusalem. 
So if you are going to make Yupu in, in, in such a situation from east to west, probably you're going to give giving your back or your front to the base amygdala, which is not honorable. Rather, you have to fa place yourself facing north and south. Begalil, in the Galilee, there was above in the north of Jerusalem, was the other way around. Then you should make facing east and west, not to be facing south towards the base of Migdash. Okay? But Rabbi Matir, but Rabbi he doesn't hold by anything of this. Shaya Rabbi Yossi, would say, Loastro el Berroe. Rabbi Yossi said, it's only forbidden to defecate facing the base of Migdash, only if you can see it. Or the Makon Shen Sham Geder, also if there's no fence dividing you. And you have to be for almost, says the footnotes of Askol, closer to the fence. And that's also prohibited only when there was a base amigdash, that the presence of Shem would dwell in the base amigdash. Okay? But Chachami would say, no, not like Rabbi Yossi, it's forbidden. Not to be careful how you face when you make. So we already heard this opinion at the beginning of the Brisa, which is called Tanakama, the first Tana of the Brisa. So why, after Rabbi Yossi com comes back, the Brisa tells Chachamim say it's forbidden? It's the same opinion. No, there's a difference between what about in the sides. So the Tanakama clearly holds that these sides are included in the decree because the Tanakama started with the teaching that nowhere in Yehuda you should face north and south, and nowhere in the Galilee you should face uh, east and west. They didn't make any distinctions. But the Chachamin after Rabbi Yossi, they came to clarify that it's not like Rabbi Yossi that always is okay. No, if you are facing in the direction where you can be facing the, the base of Migdal, you shouldn't. But in the sides of uh, southwest or southeast in Yehuda, would be okay to do however you want. Tani another brisa. And if the Yehuda, the same principle. If you're making defecating in Yehuda, don't face east-west. No, but you should face north-south. And if you are in the Galil, which are to the north of Jerusalem, you should face Tzafon Darom, Asur, you shouldn't. Uh, North-south is forbidden. Mutar, west-east-west is, is permitted. But Rabbi Yossi says it's okay. Rabbi Yossi Omer, we heard already this before, it's only forbidden when you see the Besamikdash. But then Rabbi Yudha comes and said, Omer Bisman, She Besamikdash Kayam Asur. In the times that the temple stood, it's forbidden. Bisman There was no Besamikdash. It would be okay to defecate in any direction. Rabbi Kiva is said, and Rabbi Kiva says, no, it's forbidden. Anywhere, you cannot just do face whatever you want. 
Says Gemara, Rabekiva, Inuta Nekama. Again, the same question we had in the previous Braisa. Rabekiva seems to be saying the same thing that the first opinion on the Braisa, just forbidden. Says Gemara, Ikabinayu Huslares. No! Tanakama only forbids, and you have to be careful in your directions in Israel. But outside of Israel, there's no, no problem. According to Rabbi Kiva, even here in South Africa, if you're in the middle of the fields, and seems to be that is a lacha. If you go camping and you're making in the open, so according to Rabbi Kiva, you have to be careful not to do facing the north. Rabbi, Rabbi, Avashadi, and Livni. Livni is his bricks. So the bricks where he used to sit down to make, they were placed Mizrach Marav, from east to west, because we hold that Babylon was to the east of Israel. So if you would defecate east-west, no, if the bricks were east-west, he would defecate towards the north, not to face Israel. As Abaye, his student Abaye went, Shadinut Safandaram, and he moved them and placed them north-south to see if Bedavka Rava was trying to defecate facing the north or not. Al Rava Tartsineu, Rava went in to make and he saw his bricks that had been moved. So he, he needed to place them back the way they were before. And he said, Man, I the game Sarli, who is bothering me by moving my toilet and facing it wrongly. Don't you know a whole like Rabbi Kiva, the Amar of the whole Mako Masur, that even outside of Israel, you have to be careful which direction to face. And the reason Abaye moved his bricks is not because he was wanting to be naughty with his rabbi. He wanted to know if his rabbi, Bedavka, was placing the bricks like that, or just happened to be. And if you think that was naughty, don't miss tomorrow's Gemara.